Woe is me, woe is me, they have seen what I've seen. Yes, my mama didn't let them make change on me. Put change on me. Yeah, woe is me, woe is me, this is the product of ADD. About the carrot, not for me. I dream naturally. Yeah, woe is me, woe is me, they have seen what I've seen. Greetings and or salutations and welcome to Imbibe Cinema. I'm Jonathan C. Leggett along with my co-hosts. Michael Owens. Trisha Leggett. And uh, in this episode we are going to be discussing uh, Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die. Currently available on digital download while imbibing, well, obviously zombies. Uh, The recipe is on our website which is imbibecinema.com. The Imbibe Cinema Podcast is brought to you by the Blue Whiskey Independent Film Festival, otherwise known as BWIF. Our festival seeks independent character-driven films of all lengths, styles, and genres. To learn more, visit us at wiff.com. That is B-W-I-F-F dot com. So, welcome to our Halloween 2019 episode. And I am going to start by immediately addressing the elephant in the room. This is not a slasher or horror film. This is a hysterical, metatheatrical, zombie apocalypse adjacent film. Yes, in a... <laughs> huh? Yeah. Kind of way. <laughs> any number of times you sit there and go, wait, what? Did they actually just address that they're in a movie? No, okay. I love that it starts out subtle. And, and then it's like, just I, keeps building. I, no, no, that wasn't, yeah. I, I hallucinated that. No, wait, are yeah. they talking about what? Oh my God, they, they're talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah, they're literally talking <laughs> wait, about wait, the wait, script wait, wait. even. So sure, people are being eaten by zombies, but at no point does a ju- zombie just randomly jump out of nowhere and make you toss your popcorn across the room. So given this... I think uh, it's our Halloween episode, so uh, thanks to Trisha, you point out beautifully, we should kind of discuss movies that have scared us. So, um, mine, I'm not easily frightened. I do get spooked initially, but specifically the story I want to tell is in high school, I was uh, uh, invited to a party uh, of a group of people I would not normally have hung out with. We decided to watch Candyman. Okay, not a big thing for me. Okay, I was not at all terrified. In fact, I decided to be the cocky, arrogant dickhead who like walked into the bathroom while all the lights were off and like said Candyman and kept like screwing with everybody else and and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, my dad came and picked me up. He drops me off at home and he goes, "All right, your mom and I are going out." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're we're going to a party." And I'm like, "So, I'm home alone?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, you're what? Come I'm like, on. okay, that's, that's that's fine, but none of the lights were on in the house, so of course, like, I'm running through the house, turning on lights. Not that you know, I was scared during the movie, but it's like I am now alone in a pitch dark house, and I was the one tempting fate. Like, I'm gonna be the <laughs> like, I'm karmically the asshole who's about to die. Well, that and in horror movie rules, you yeah, have to die. Exactly. I mean, so. if you were a slut. Or the guy that was a jerk, pretty much right off the bat. But I was the comic relief jerk. No, yeah, that one always goes, I feel like, too. (laughs) But they're one of the last ones to go. Because, you know, you need the comic relief throughout the the story. Up until the end. And then you officially piss off your audience when you kill the comic relief. (laughs) Yes. But you're doomed. So, yeah. So, that that is my story. Like, I wasn't spooked by the movie as much as the aftermath. Well, and that's one of the reasons I think I, I enjoyed Deep Blue Sea. The uh, oh, yeah, intelligent yeah. shark film, mm-hmm. um, because uh, 
Wait, this LL is a movie cool that lives throughout the he lives oh, throughout gotcha. the film. Okay. And I was like, okay, as long as the funny guy lives throughout the film, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so what was what was the movie that scared you? Oh, so many movies have terrified me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could say Mommy Dearest was my first horror film. <laughs> That's the bar, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh, yeah. wire Why hanger. Audience, <laughs> yeah. audience, so audience a scary mother apparently is too much. For you Trish. have no idea. <laughs> so that uh, I can't say I saw The Shining and I was like, really? Oh, Shelley Duvall is not scary. Like none of this is scary. Jack so what has scared you though? Well, anything that's religion based. Because Catholicism... Exorcism? Yes. Or exorcist? Oh, yes. Okay. Catholicism sneaks up on you when you don't want it to. And it either makes you feel guilty <laughs> or it makes you terrified of something stupid. Eternal damnation. <laughs> well, yeah. And so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, like uh, Oculus. I saw the short when it was at WIF, but I did not see the feature because the short the low budget short scared the bejeebers yeah. out of me not watching it watching it was like okay this is tense but then for like a month every time I woke up in the middle of the night and I was in the bathroom and I caught my reflection I like ran to the bed I was like oh my god it's yeah scary. no we, we also screened the feature and let me tell you Oculus was awesome yeah it takes it to, the feature takes it to a whole new level oh uh, both, my god both films are 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 very different mm-hmm and scare you in very different ways. The feature is not a remake of the original. In nope. fact, it's a continuation in the sense that this this mirror, which is fucked up, yeah, is, like, is it, gone from house to house and yeah, found more people to kill. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it, it, the short is actually just part of the mirror's history now. Yeah. In in the uh, yep. in the feature, yeah, it's, yeah. it's now one up. of the first scary movie I remember watching as a kid was Watcher in the Woods, the Disney movie from like what the late seventies. You call that a horror? Well, I was a kid, and it she was... calls Mommy Dearest a horror. Touche. <laughs> Betty Davis was in it. It was scary. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, uh, but I like the ones that play with the rules when they flip things around, like. Um, uh, Deep Blue Sea when LL Cool J like literally gives his will and testament but then survives the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson during his in the middle you know, of his major speech and uh, Cabin in the Woods messes with those archetypes yes. oh, God, and the yeah. setups and then flips them around on you. Uh, and that, that was brilliant, terrifying, but brilliant. I like when they kind of go outside of the box and uh, do a different angle. Like uh, Signal we were talking about, it's like isn't this the viewpoint of the zombie? You just don't realize it until the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, one of my favorites. Oh my God, you're going to hit every film that has ever been. She was asked to give one, one movie. Yeah, and then she's you. given like right. the entire filmography. And I don't like filmography. scary movies, but I'm gonna like so passionate about this. Okay, so <laughs> my favorite zombie movie of all time <laughs> is Ghost Breakers, starring Bob Hope. Willie Seriously, that is oh, that's you not a horror movie. That, no, she's but just she's no. just using the word no. zombie. It was my favorite zombie movie. Yes, zombie movies date back to like at least the 1940s, everyone. And if you, at least, and if you want to be scared, watch a Bob Hope movie. <laughs> Wait a minute, your brother once likened me to Bob Hope. When I say I love to be scared. <laughs> Could you explain who Bob Hope is to our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Okay, okay, so if you are over 40, you've seen Bob Hope movies, you've seen road movies, you know Bob Hope. Uh, if you are in the military, uh, and, and at least as of the first Desert Storm, 
you know who Bob Hope is. If, if you're between 30 no, 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 and no, no. 40. Yeah. And you've seen uh, Spies Like Us. He's the, he's the old golfer that comes through and says, um, Can I play doctor, through? Yeah. yeah. Or doctor, somebody. doctor, yeah. glad I'm not sick. Yeah. All right. And uh, if you're younger than that, he's a golf course. There you go. All right. Uh, Michael Stern. Oh, okay, my turn. Uh, yeah, the scariest movie uh, I've ever seen is The Mist. Um, mm. Oh, that was scary. That movie. Again, religion. The zealotous uh, lady who starts going like completely ballistic and like, you know, saying it's because of God. And, oh, know, yeah, I forgot about her. How could Marcia you Gay Harden. Her? Marcia oh, my Gay Harden God, is amazingly she's, scary yeah. as balls. She is scary. Right. The, the overall concept of the movie really messed with my head. and It's Cthulhu. Uh, Right, absolutely. I mean, that's what you're... It's, it's a it's, love craft. It's the Elder Gods. It's, it's, um, it's Cthulhu. You're watching a terrifying movie that is so smart. Right. You know you're watching a really good movie that is also terrifying. I, I feel like those... there's a lot of movies out there that are horror movies mm-hmm. that are more shock value films. Oh, yeah. More like torture porn. Here's, yeah. That's the stuff I yeah. don't really... That's like a whole other genre. Oh, that's like and, really and by the way, bad some, name. somebody mentioned this to me recently. So here's a disturbing thought for everyone. They talked oh about a horror porn, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of screaming and usually no good plot or dialogue. Mm. Actually, the two have a lot in common. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to touch that one. I, <laughs> I like... I. I have thoughts, but I'm, none of them are smart. Um, um, but no, uh, for The Mist, you have to watch that in black and white, though. Yes, like absolutely. Have, oh, it was the way to watch it. Yeah. Where, um, like Hitchcock always said, you, you don't give them a monster. You make them afraid. Like People, people know what scares them. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them what to be afraid of. They won't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Let them scare the crap out of themselves. Honestly, I think it's what sold Jaws. Well, yes. yeah. The the fact that the uh, the, the shark, shark broke the yeah. shark broke in salt water, and so they could not do anything more than showing a fin, typically, and that honestly made that film work much better. What what messed with my head so much with the mist was the fact that you know you couldn't see anything because it was in the mist. There's something in the mist, like just that. Some you know somebody screaming that is terrifying enough um, and not being able to see it, but then just being able to see bits and pieces. And then when you do go out into the mist, you only get to see like fractions of what's going on. And as horrifying as it is, what you do get to see, what I think that that movie does so successfully is it's like it, it horrifies you with what you can see and messes with you still with what you can't see. So it's yeah. like you're seeing something terrible going on here. Mm. Um, just imagine right. what other people are and going that's, through. Yeah. That's the brilliance of, uh, of, of uh, sound a lot of times. Like um, yeah. there's a 1939 film, it's a Hitchcock movie called Foreign Correspondent, in which he made just a uh, try propaganda to get us into World War II. Fun fact, not a great movie. I'll be upfront about it. <laughs> but there is a great scene. It's a torture scene with George Sanders <laughs> watching. Great torture, torture scenes are great. great. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, it. listen, listen. So people are torturing this guy for information and you don't see anything. 
All you see is George Sanders reacting to watching someone else be tortured and listening to the sound, not just of somebody screaming or freaking out because they're being tortured, but the sounds of whatever they're doing. And so you can't see it, but just by watching his reaction to it, it's like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Well, yeah, because your mind is making making it much more devastating yep. disgusting horrible yeah well and and the idea of something like the mist being so smart and the fact that people are afraid of what they don't of the unknown it's not mm-hmm. just what you can't see it's what you don't know and then Marsha Gay Harton's character mm-hmm. in theme of most horror films thing that puts you in the most danger isn't the monster Correct. it's the other people in the yeah. room yes. they're yeah. the ones that are going to get you killed no, that, that, that's the reason there are a number of people uh, in, in, my, in my college group of friends that uh, we have openly discussed um, um, that uh, if a zombie apocalypse ever happened we would just shoot a couple of them um, out of out of love and respect right uh but purely, purely because they would be the people who would get us killed. So yes. in like a Star Trek kind of way, the good of They're the, the many, out, uh, <laughs> the good of the many outweighs the good of the yes. few. Yes. All right. So, so you know, in 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 fashion of this, uh, because I had you know openly made this this comment a couple episodes ago, let's do this properly here. All okay. right. Sorry. What are, what are we uh, well, subjecting well, ourselves to? We are going to subject ourselves to this, okay? We will pin a post uh, onto our Facebook page, Imbibe, um, where we will start accepting suggestions for scary movies. When we get to 250 followers on Facebook, we will take the suggestions that have been sent, we will whittle that down to make a Facebook poll. Mm-hmm. The one that wins, regardless of how scary or, or, or whatnot that is, we will watch it. We will do it. We, we will, will do it for you. We and we will resent you it. for it. We will imbibe afterwards. it, and I will be drunk the entire time. <laughs> and no. afterwards, I think we should probably watch a, a, a film with, that has a, like a therapist in it, and then we'll have like our own therapy session. There you go. Actually, I think the podcast is therapy, therapy. to be perfectly honest. Irregardless. All right, so we, we've we've waxed enough poetics about uh, Halloween and horror and anything. So now let's get to the movie. Really about the zombies yet. I've already drained mine. Um, Me too. Yeah, my, my brains are empty. Um, <laughs> and that's how you get a zombie. That is how you no, get a zombie. No, that's the one thing that is consistent, right? Like, has anybody seen a zombie movie where... It, there is any other way to kill a zombie besides cutting no, it No, because that's that's the that's the, zombie canon. Yeah, in fact, actually, one of my, my one of my favorite things uh, about but this uh, one didn't do blood. It did like no, dark plus like dust. Like people well, no, so, depending on how dead they were. That depends on how dead they were because you know, when they kill when they hack up Selena Gomez and yes, they hack up Selena Gomez. We, what movie are we talking about? We are talking about the dead don't die. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 we're we're going we to get to like so so we're going to I do want to start with cast and crew so <laughs> let's start with Selena Gomez uh, so Selena Gomez plays she died she, she but but what, what's interesting die. about she this died. they don't make certain things overly grandiose no they they don't they don't over heighten anything a lot of people's death is just stupid and asinine like you would likely go out in a zombie movie. Right. Like, you know, Selena Gomez and two of her friends who uh, who are Iowans? Yeah. They're from, uh, or, or, or Ohio. Islands. They're from, yeah. yeah they're they're hipsters from, from, yeah, from Columbus, probably Ohio. Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. <laughs> um, have driven into town at just what ends up being the wrong time. Yeah. And, like... You know, uh, the, the, the sheriff and the deputy tell them, you know, stay in, stay in, you know, your room. 
and we never see them die. No, and we know they lock the door. They lock the door. We just see the hotel manager walk out. There's nothing about their death that mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, over the top or, or exaggerated or There are anything. things that are set up where you're like, okay, so this is going to be yeah. a thing. In, in, the, in the words of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, why do we bring this up? Yeah. Do you think that's maybe where the climax is going to be? take place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, it's like, oh, we set this up because something's coming. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is obviously a, a Jim Jarmusch, uh, written and directed, um, and with an, uh, not only cast, but also crew uh, that he has worked with a lot. Yeah. A lot of the names, uh, Frederick Elms, the cinematographer, Alfonso Conclaves, Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tom Waits, Chloe Seventy, all these people have worked with Jim before on multiple films. Yes. So Which means he must be good to work with, otherwise exactly. nobody would go back. Regardless of whatever Bill Murray says in this movie, he must be really nice guy. Nice guy. <laughs> but so so yeah, there were there were moments that I noticed the mm-hmm. pacing of the film a little bit. Yeah, something that that uh, Michael, I believe you mentioned that is, is kind of. Uh, yeah, atypical I'm, of Jim and and his films. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of them, but I do know that this is a staple of his. Okay, uh, especially after watching Coffee and Cigarettes. I mean, it's almost like a series of short films, and it actually started out as, I think, two short films, and okay. then made a feature about this concept. Okay. And um, it is it's very it's very slow. Um, it's a very dry, it's, very it's a slow steady pace. pace movie but i don't mean that in a negative way. no it's yep. his style and if i had seen any of those films uh, <laughs> because i'm sheltered and i don't get out much because of the material i think i really really enjoyed the pacing yeah i thought with an audience there'd be so many laughs mm-hmm. because of the awkward beats mm-hmm. especially when you like take turns going to look at like look at the body oh yeah oh, the yeah. whole sequence was fantastic <laughs> i mean the fact that and then it's like every time Every time somebody goes in there, you're going in there with for the first time with mm-hmm. them. It's like, w- wait, why do we need to watch yeah. them revisiting the first bit of carnage? Ah, yes, hilarious. Maybe it was, maybe it was an animal. <laughs> several animals. <laughs> that kind of, uh, you know, we're gonna take this in stride, kind of thing. But it's a zombie apocalypse, and and the two of those things put together are hysterical. Well, yeah. And speaking of, uh, well, the partnership. Uh, between Adam Driver, the Murray. unlikely partnership between Bill Murray and Adam Driver, just their chemistry on screen oh is hysterical. Yeah. And and they're the ones who who break the fourth wall. I, I don't think there's another person in it at any point who breaks that. The the, the fourth wall being they they're actually commenting on the fact that they're, they're in a movie. In a movie. Right. One of one of Trisha's favorites. Uh, what, what I love, uh, and Trisha brought that up. What I uh, what I love about that is that you're, you know, when it it first is brought up, like in the the very beginning of the movie, yeah, and you're like, wait a minute, like, uh, why, why do I know this song? Yeah, well, it's the, well, theme, it's the song. theme song. And of you're the like, movie. wait a minute. Well, he doesn't even say the movie; he just says it's the theme song. And you're like, the theme song is that theme song for some other oh, movie? Yes, that's right. Are they talking about the yeah. movie? Right. And, and then they just move past it. And you're yeah. like, wait a minute, that was well, a weird And then there's moment. that added extra element where um, Adam Driver shows up in his uh, smart car. And <laughs> for a second, you're like, did I? Did and it I makes the like sound a, of like an X-Wing. Yeah, and I'm like, 
no. <laughs> like for a split second, you're like, did I hear no? Because I'm just associate. This yeah. is my brain playing tricks on me. And, and then it just get it just and, and then even and yeah, heightened and heightened. he's got the keychain that With is the, the, uh, the yeah, the star destroyer. <laughs> uh, but no, specifically the the the, the one that made uh, Trish and I laugh like out loud was they're in the car and all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bill Murray's talking about the fact that he was supposed to retire. Yeah. You know, years ago, he was supposed to Two retire. Two years ago, he was supposed to retire. Two years ago. And, and, and Adam Driver goes, why didn't you? And what, then are we Bill Murray just like goes, wait, are we improving? Are we improvising now? Are we improvising? No, no, I, I probably know the answer to that. No, anyway. I probably know the answer to this. It's just like, you, you, like as, as a viewer, you're sitting there going, wait, what? And then you're like, oh but my they, God, are But they, they never look at the camera. It's never no. like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's never yeah. like Airplane. It's which never is, where it's, which it's is why so could, over the top. It's so just, easily go right over your head. Oh, yeah. And, right. go, and they minute. do What's such happening? a good job so of good. playing... And then I, I I love Tom Waits's character in this, yes. where he is Hermit Bob, and they they introduce like him the as narrator. this narrator. Yeah, he's the narrator of of all the shit that's going wrong in the world, which has set these you know the the the, the shit in motion. But my my favorite thing about him is they introduce him, and he's shooting at Adam Driver and <laughs> and, and, and Bill Murray, and and up to that point. You're like, what a what a weird character. And then right. towards the end of the film, he happens to be near them, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, they'll he's he's going to be the the guy that like comes in and nope. saves. Nope. Nope. He's just going to keep talking. <laughs> okay. He's just the observer. He's just a casual observer. I'm like, well, wow. no, in judging society because he is outside of society. That's right. And this right. is a movie that does judge society heavily. I know we had that uh, one reviewer uh, with Booksmart that said it was political, and I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yet this movie is yes. very political. Oh, very political. Oh, it's a political yeah. zombie we'll, film. We'll, yeah, we will get we'll to the uh, those full things, but... Uh, uh, it's great to see uh, Danny Glover uh, and yeah. Steve Buscemi as well. What great characters the two of them got to play and when they got to play off of each other as well in the diner. Tilda Swinton. <gasps> My God. Oh, what? What? I, I, I would, I'm not going to lie when I, when I say I would love to see her play just a, a absolutely normal character just to just to see what it would be like because the whole time we'd be waiting for her to go a little weird we'd yeah be like when's it gonna happen yeah yeah when's when's till the, and then she waves her hand over the keyboard and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the samurai sword stuff came in early well the samurai story but that that's fine that's just normal. a nuance totally of a scottish uh, scottish uh, uh you know mortician uh, mortician that's that's fine <laughs> still a fan of star wars though well yeah yeah i love that she, she's she's the one who points out that, yeah it's fine work mm-hmm. of fiction carol kane oh my god okay so carol kane i love carol kane but it's so funny watching her uh in this film in in her bit and then thinking about princess bride and going <laughs> how young were you in that film <laughs> Because I think you're made up to look older now, and you're starting to look like the character that you right. you played like what twenty, thirty years ago. <laughs> right. And yet, I don't think you're even that old yet. Yeah, that's true. So I, I mentioned Frederick Elms. Uh, he was the cinematographer, and he has worked a lot with Jim, specifically on Patterson. Is uh, one of the ones where he worked with Adam Driver as well. Right. Uh, also did Blue Velvet, and then uh, uh, Ellen Lewis. 
uh, who is the casting director, uh, has done Wolf of Wall Street, League of Their Own, The Departed. She also did Forrest Gump, Ready Player One. I mean, like, it seems to me a lot of these people who had worked with Jim probably signed on and then everybody else just kind of flooded in. Right. Those those kids, we make such a big deal of the kids in the yes. detention hall. Yes. What happened to them? Yeah. Right. Were, we, Talia, were we never supposed to Johnny, know? Or was we, did we just edit Maya. that out? Like, did they have an ending or didn't they? Was it on purpose? Why? Why? <laughs> My head exploded. Yeah, Why? considering they seem to be like, other than other than Tom Waits, they are the only three who survive. Mm. Yeah. But we don't know. They just... We won't know until the dead don't die too. Oh. <gasps> T-O-O, <right>. of course. <laughs> hey, John Travolta needed a paycheck. Oh, Damn. All right, we're going to take a few minutes to fill our glasses back up. Get ready to imbibe more after this. Foxhole Creative is a production company and venue in Chicago's Lincoln Square neighborhood. Host your next private event, screening, meeting, or project of their versatile space. Their production team is the solution to your creative needs, whether you need a commercial or online promo video for your business, an exhibit set up for an event or festival, or a boutique crew to shoot your next short or feature film. They've got you covered. Step into their sound booth for the perfect voiceover recording or work with them for all of your post-production needs. Learn more at thefoxhole.com. You're listening to Vibe Cinema. <laughs> I'm Jonathan C. Leggett, and I'm here along with... Michael Noens <laughs> And Trisha Leggett. And we are discussing The Dead Don't Die. Uh, enjoying this episode? Please subscribe or follow us on all of your favorite podcast providers to get the new episodes as soon as they become available, which is every fortnight. So that's every two weeks. Uh, rate and or leave us a review. And you can also follow Imbibe Cinema on Facebook and Twitter. So we spent the first act discussing the cast and crew, but now I think we really need to get to the nitty gritty, and that is the story and or themes. Yes. So uh, where do you want to start? Well, where don't I want to start? Start with the hook. You're always oh, about the hook. Michael does love oh, well, the hook. Oh, well, the hook. The hook is fantastic. I mean, at first, I really didn't even realize it was it was Tom Waits. You know, because he's, he's just this creepy old dude hiding behind a bush. I mean, and then I like kicked myself because it was like, but of course that's Tom Waits' character. But um, he shoots at at the two of them, and Bill Murray's like, meh. Yeah. Whatever. Should we arrest him? Like <laughs> he shot at an officer. Nah. Notice nah, nah, this junior high. It's fine. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that there are going to be zombies later, I'm just like, wow, Bill Murray's going to be very forgiving during this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, look, you ate somebody, but that's, that's, that's fine. It's not wait, you. Oh, he lets uh, uh, Danny Glover go. Yeah, he can't do it. He can't, he loves, he can't he loves dance Danny Glover too and, much. and the comedy is just thankfully Danny Glover as a zombie. He just goes, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> he doesn't. And like, doesn't try to eat him. He's kind of like a that's mutual a, that's respect. A good that's a breakthrough. That's a zombie breakthrough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to ZA, Zombies Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another thing is like different zombie movies have different takes. Like uh, some of them, it's uh, like the signal. It's a frequency thing. Is some of them, mm-hmm. uh, it's a virus that goes out. Yep. Uh, here, it's the axis of the Earth. Arctic flack. Yeah. The fracking. Okay, ar- ar- no, polar Arctic fracking. Polar fracking. Yes. How is the polar fracking making like there's this orange? No, sorry, this purple the, glow around, around the moon? moon. The moon is also like insanely large in the sky. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's a uh, that's yeah. A there's science number. behind this, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. there's got to be science behind it. But no, this, so, whatever it is about the, the the fracking that is going on in the in the poles uh, sets the Earth's axis is off. Axis off. Nine o'clock at night or whatever. They're they're in you know the sun, and then all of a sudden it gets like really dark in the afternoon. Uh, again, like you know, all of time and everything is off. I haven't seen a lot of zombie movies, but I've seen more than I should have. And in this case, the one thing that they uh, address is the zombies uh, evidently crave not just human flesh, mm-hmm. but they crave uh, something that they they wanted in life, yeah. and they just right. can't get to that, so they eat people. Hence um, Carol Kane's obsession with Chardonnay even after she's dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, like there's a tennis player trying to play tennis in the yeah. background. Iggy there's Pop a fashion, is all fashion about coffee. Zombie, coffee zombies. And you know, because when you think Iggy Pop, you think coffee. Yeah. Right. It totally makes Z- sense. Zombies who are specifically just all about their cell phones. Children, <laughs> yes. children zombies who are all about the toys. Uh, convenience toys. store that oh has candy God, that and toys. So sad. That was, that was, that was pretty of, sad. Yeah, and, and, then, and even like, it's it's like we're all in that cop car together because yeah. they're I like, oh, that's kids. so sad. And they're like, yeah. that's so sad. It took like a, a weird, serious turn right there. Well, and then uh, there are references where they um, go out of their way to reference other things that they were in in their mm-hmm. uh, meta approach to the film. And then the other thing is, uh, when we talk about politics in this, I don't know if it's necessarily politics. Uh, as it is the fact that it's kind of real world and how if there was a apocalyptic event of this nature, mm-hmm. how useful the government and the news would be in that where they'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Like, we're yeah. not going to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because we're I mean, in denial. I mean, while I, while I was watching, like, while I was watching the movie and the polar fracking thing, I I did have this thought in my brain where I was like, this would be plausible. Yeah. The Congress is going, no, this is this is completely normal. Everything's fine. There's nothing to worry about. That's exactly what it's they would say. A, not even a problem. Right. What? But it's it's sunny at ten o'clock at night. You you a holes. Right. And then, you know, if there's going to be uh, a line that you remember, mm-hmm. it's going to be this is gonna end badly. Yes. He says it three times. He I mean, says it at least three times. Would you stop, we stop saying that? that. How badly how do, is badly? How do, how do you know that it's going to end badly? Which is the script. Yeah. <laughs> what? You got the script? The, the whole, whole thing? Yeah. yeah he sent me the whole script. Jim's I only got the scenes we're in. Yeah. That was one of the things that made the, the, this this film so entertaining. The balance between like, this is downplayed dry humor and then just the absurd random, what the hell was that? And yeah. then back to, yep, we're back where we were. Yeah. yeah, well, and the thing was, it was like they're not afraid because it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, I mean, like, I'm not really going to die. Right, but everybody else is afraid. Yeah. Like the other cop. Chloe. The other, yeah, Chloe, the other cop. Chloe she's, 70. Grandma's out there. Yeah, she she walks or gets out of the squad car to go. I'm coming, Grandma. Be with her grandmother. Yeah. The, the the thing is, is any number of people do what you would logically think you either should do, and you would also see the the, the human failings that cause them to be killed. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Don't run get, over zombies. You will get stuck in zombies, and yep. the car will not be able to go anywhere. Yeah. Right. So oh, learn yes. a lesson from this. Yep. Also. 
you know, I've heard many times from people where they're like, the best place to be during a zombie apocalypse would be a hardware store. That was their thought. They went to a hardware store. Yep. Wasn't true. No, well, so the, well, the, key, about the back the keys remember the back door. Yes. Remember all e- points of egress. Yes. Uh, but no, for a, for a hardware store, there is uh, perishable food. Yes. Uh, and all he's defending of, this. I yeah, am sure. Sure. With you to, were probably with, with one fervent. of the people that was like, "I'm headed to the Menards. I am heading to no, Action Home, Home Depot. Depot. Yeah, we we are um, loyal. All the way. I'm trying to remember glass windows. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I think I think all, any of them are going to have some glass no, windows. Well, yeah, that's true. The, the the one that they hide out in, Danny Glover and uh, Caleb Jones, uh, Caleb Landry Jones, uh, mm-hmm. who plays Bobby Wiggins, uh, they do end up in one, and they manage to use lumber and yeah. uh, you know nail well, guns and, and all another... sorts of stuff to to lock the front door. Sure, but they don't think about all the back door. Egress. And, and his character is another character where they set him up. And you're like, oh, I know who this is. I know what this is going to come into play. Like uh, when he meets uh, Selena Gomez and they have this exchange and she's like, oh, you're really smart. And like yeah. they connect on this like nerd level. And then you're like, oh, the guys she's with, they're going to they're gonna die. And then these two, the nerd yeah. and her are going to. Nope. Nope. Did, nope. Yeah. Not at all. Did not and happen. Any mm-hmm. number of things you're like, oh, these people will manage to survive. And this, nope. this film did an okay. amazing job Another of question squashing for all of them. Uh, small town was it Centerville? Centerville, yeah. Centerville, yes. small town. A nice place. Still, yes, to a nice. Not place. even a nice place to live. It's just a nice, nice place. place, right? Um, okay, so if it's a nice place, it's a small town. We only have three cops in town. Why is there such a large uh, detention center for children? <laughs> like that oh my place God, is big. Right? That is a that very large. Like unless it's like is it for the whole county, center. maybe, and it's in the one town. But it's just like, how many deviant children do you yeah. have in like... When you have three cops. And then and like... two jail cells. Right? And yet this is giant detention hall that's like a maximum security prison. High school. With uh, <laughs> with like ev- like Dwayne uh, The Rock Johnson uh, stuntmen. Which I'm not... Yeah, I mean, when they were like, oh, so-and-so come over here and, you know, escort this kid back. I was like, holy shit, is that... Dwayne Johnson? No. Did yeah. I miss that? So the, nope. the guards are Kevin McCormick and Sid O'Connell. It, it was it was very right. interesting. Yeah, they're swole. It, it looked like they were in a gym that also happened to be. <laughs> I think they're just bench pressing the kids that are there. But they were very, like, there's a very nice, like. Oh, yeah. Nice place. Their rules, and, yes. Like, and, and oh, they're not jerks about yeah. anything. They're yeah, like, they you're don't just punish. not supposed to be here. Come yeah. on, let's go. Yeah, let's go. The, the, uh, uh, I'm I'm disappointed in a dad way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Geronimo keeps sneaking over to the girls' wing, and they're just like Geronimo, get back! And obviously, his Geronimo, name is Geronimo you... for a reason. Yeah, he keeps going to the girls' floor. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still I still need to understand what happens to the three. Maybe you're right, Michael. Yeah, maybe, I, it I, a, I, maybe it is a maybe it is a sequel. Perhaps I mean, or uh, they did it on purpose to be like, just so you know, wait, what maybe happened? I need to watch it again, and maybe they were in the crowd and we just didn't notice them. But I feel right? like they would point them. Like I feel like you shouldn't feel like you missed them. Yeah, right. like Danny Glover, we see and he calls out, "Oh, it's Danny Glover!" You know, like we, right. we we see pretty much every other person. Oh yeah, speaking of somebody's know. demise, Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah. yes. Wait, and his hat. What does his hat say? Um, Make America white again, white again. <laughs> yes, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, something to that effect, and it's it's just great watching him and Danny Glover have you know conversation this, with that this hat. conversation. 
just in the background. And it's yeah. a very simple conversation. Like they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. It's like, hey, right. what's up? And and my, my personal favorite is, is Bill Murray uh, when they're when they're going around warning people that there might be zombies. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. Adam Driver's like, shouldn't shouldn't went, shouldn't we go farmer, tell uh, 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 Farmer Frank Miller? Uh, and he's like, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, Chloe Chloe's character. Well, call. Call. Yeah. So we're yeah. not heartless. Oh, okay. We're not completely heartless. You know, he is he is a resident of Centerville. Yes. <laughs> Even oh, when we don't okay. like him. All right, fine. Uh, but no, he, he manages to take out uh, quite a number of zombies before yeah, he... Uh, and know, then the mystery of the chicken. That like Tom Waits oh, character. Yes. He would never, he would never do that. That's so out of character. He would never take the farmer's chicken and eat. Yeah. He's fine. At the end, he's like narrating. It's like that chicken was delicious. <laughs> it's, like, it's good chicken. Yeah. As yeah. as Steve Buscemi is being like, just I love that he's actually being like mob pit dragged out of his house. Like they're holding him up and marching him down to an area where they then. It seems like uh, Tom Waits's character is never in danger ever. Not no. even not even Slightly. like oh yeah like oh they're approaching no. the woods or anything like that. It's no, just and, he's always in a safe zone. And I think it's because he's uh we established right away he is not part of their society. He is mm-hmm. outside the realm of that their society is eating itself. Right. Yes. One of the things I was going to mention earlier was uh the the branding of uh, uh oh whoops Oh, UPS. the UPS? Yes. It's just a whoops. Well, yeah. And that's that's true for like everything in the film that there's a logo for. Yes. That there is thought behind all of that. Yep. And if you catch it, it's like, wait a minute, what did that say? That, yep. That's silly. It's uh, RZA is uh, uh, Dean, the uh, whoops man. That was Aww, that was one of the saddest things is when he yeah. showed up as a zombie because I was like, oh, like, that's a, that's a good character. He I had liked. like three lines or four lines. It was a small but interaction, like, and you're yeah. like, I love this guy. Yeah, he was he was looking UPS out for Bobby. Guy is he was awesome. Given given him a uh, uh, like a vintage uh, vintage comic book, uh, just out of the kindness of his heart. He drops um, wisdom on him. Drops wisdom on him. Yeah, he, he keeps you know Bobby on the on the straight and narrow, and then suddenly you know. Very early on, we have the first attack in the diner, and then uh, uh, Bill Murray turns to Adam Driver and he's like, "So, what do you really think? Something in zombies? I think it's zombies. Yeah, zombies. zombies. Ghouls. The way he says ghouls is so beautiful. So Adam Driver, like not out of the realm of possibility, right? So we establish this is a this is a good like this is a theory that holds water (laughs) without really any any forensic evidence or anything right but then even though we've established this we forget that there's a dead body in in the police station (laughs) in a jail cell that hasn't even been closed like yeah yeah this one that you know somebody is coming back to life we all know that the dead come back to life and we've forgotten about the dead body that was one of the most interesting things is the fact that night one two two zombies come back to life Mm-hmm. And go for coffee, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I guess this this zombie apocalypse isn't bad if they just you know kind of pop up periodically." And then night two, it's just no, no, they're, it's like, they, and they then all, everybody else, yeah, comes yes, exactly. Before, you're like, oh, fuck that, never mind. We're all done. Before Tilda was the uh, the local mortician. Whoever had the job prior did a damn good job because everybody was so well preserved <laughs> yes. yeah you can tell by the date of the clothing because they do a very good job of showing that yeah. it's different decades the clothing you're like you guys held up well underground awkward silence 
<laughs> We've been drinking zombies. It's four rums and an apricot brandy. Mm-hmm. And then orange juice and pineapple juice. Which is interesting because um, why would you name a drink that's just sugar and rum? Zombie. Like, I think it's because people look it at zombies literally go, How sweet? melts your brain. <laughs> Fun fact about this film is I don't think anybody actually eats anybody's no, brains. No brains. Ever. No, just, They're not just the brightest of zombies. It's actually brought up. Like, yeah. Usually they go, they go for after brains. brains. Yeah. This is weird. I don't think we ever addressed this. You brought up the, the, the blood. Right, that they do like come sort of a black dust yeah. kind of thing instead. Well, and decomp. I right, but you know no, what? No, but 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 Not. but people who had just died. No, because when they kill when 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 they behead Selena Gomez, but she's not. There's the a undead. splatter of 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 blood on on Chloe. Right. No, but she's not the undead. She's just dead. That was a preemptive kill. Yeah. Right. It right. was. It was before. That's different. Before We're talking about zombie. zombies. Yeah. When Whenever you're, you're a zombie, the moment you become a zombie, even if it's like five hours later, it's dust. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Because Which and, because um uh even Chloe me. Chloe's character became dust, right? When yes. he killed yes. Chloe. Yes. And, and they, what allowed, and that was oh what God, that was like minutes. minutes. What allowed me to enjoy the film more was the lack of blood. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not in I don't you don't like food. So we make no. it we make it powder and it's tolerable. Why don't we poke the bear? All right. I'm just going to start off by saying Chicago Reader actually liked this movie. It's really surprising. <laughs> Get the shit out of town. Um, the AU review says, Life's far too valuable to waste on underwhelming cinema such as this. <laughs> See, I just want to be like, you know, you review movies for a living. So if you don't want to watch movies maybe you stop watching yeah. movies for a living uh, th- yeah that one's that one's a little bit interesting no I, I, I like, like you know what I'm bet they didn't even watch it I bet they were like I don't want to do my homework this is what I'm just gonna say I see, but where, whereas I like I like the pun of it that life is oh cute yeah very cute see see mm-hmm. see this is from the hero sorry not there's no the it's just hero collector the deadpan performances and laid-back aesthetic are just as Jarmuschian as you might hope, but the writing feels lazy and the film lacks the necessary bite. It does seem that they at least acknowledge and understand Jarmusch's yeah. you know, film. So, eh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Next, <laughs> The Sun, which is uh, based out of the UK says it goes to show that even a packed cast cannot carry a movie unaided though tilda swinton's scottish undertaker comes close oh yeah that sounds like a little biased doesn't it yeah. <laughs> just a little bit it wasn't good except for the one person that sounded like they were from our neighborhood yeah <laughs> oh i didn't go there with it but okay, it's, I, it's, I, I went with you now yeah um that's what i got we greatly appreciate all of our listeners for choosing this podcast and supporting independent films. So uh, keep an ear out for our next episode. To check out our uh, show notes or drop us a note, uh, please visit us at imbibecinema.com. Once again, I am Jonathan C. Leggett, and thanks for imbibing with us. Cheers. My mama to make change on me. Put change on me. Here, woe is me. Woe is me. This is the product of ADD. About the carrot. Not for me, I dream naturally Here, woe is me, woe is me They have seen what I've seen